Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. For some time now, I've been sitting on the sidelines watching the lack of action on climate change, feeling despondent, feeling guilty, wondering what I can do to make a difference, but also thinking I have no time to do anything significant. Like many people, the fires that have ravaged Australia have shifted something within me. It's time to do something, though I'm still not sure exactly what that should be. Being a parent has been the main time-consuming thing that has made it difficult to get involved. So I've reached out to a group set up specifically for parents who want to get action on climate change happening in this country. Susie Brown is the co-founder of Australian Parents for Climate Action. Hi Susie, how are you? Hi Siobhan, I'm well thanks. So how did this group come to be? We formed about a year ago and so I've worked in the environmental field for about 15 years on various um, community education um, type programs. And I realised last year when there was a, um, you know, the student strikes and this big uprising of energy in the community about the issue that um, the parent voice wasn't there and that parents have a huge, well, a huge moral power um, in that we're here to protect our young children and their future. So the, the school strikers were doing an amazing job of getting that teenage, you know, young adult voice out there who also, you know, have a strong moral power in that it's their future. But I felt, yeah, there was a gap, which is that the young kids, the babies and toddlers and primary school kids, and so we wanted to get that voice into into the media, into the debate. And also the other goal really was that parents, like you just said, parents are at home with their kids, really worried about their kids' future with climate change happening before our eyes and not knowing what to do. So we really wanted to support parents to get active in ways that they could manage from home. So, I mean, even before we talk about that, we should acknowledge that you have a daughter, is that correct? Yeah, I've got a a daughter who's just turned seven last week. Okay, well, that's still very young and you work. So um, are the challenges that you're trying to overcome for parents who want to take some real action on climate change themselves, do you think you've got the same challenges that they face? (laughs) For sure, yeah, of course. I mean, right now it's school holidays and I've got my daughter at home and my husband and I work from home and we've got our daughter at home and we're just having this juggle of who's going to look after her now and who gets to work now. Yeah, so it's an ongoing um, juggle for all of us parents, especially with younger, small kids. What are the goals of the organisation? So initially, like I said, it was predominantly about giving a voice to parents in the media and to their MPs and, you know, in the political debate and voting and so forth. So it's advocacy predominantly, but also that can move into like the areas of being a consumer, like your, you know, energy, electricity that you buy and your super fund and your insurance and your bank and all of that. So we we really promote and support parents to take action both at that advocacy level and also as a consumer uh, you know, where, where we put our money and the power we have to influence companies. So we're working in both those areas. And essentially, 
our main goals are, I'd say the number one goal is to get the our federal government to take climate change seriously and really commit to rapid action to bring our emissions down and draw down carbon and, you know, to contribute fairly to um, keeping the temperature, global temperature below 1.5 degrees Celsius. So that's the Paris goals that were agreed globally. You were mentioning just earlier the practical things that parents can do to move on climate change. Does your website outline how you can do that? Do you have um, advice on ways you can practically do it just in terms of the energy you consume and the products you buy? Yeah, so the way I like to talk about it is that we need to approach um, change from both a personal level and a structural level or a community or a national level. So we have a a page on what um, the main actions, the most important or effective actions you can take at your household level. So those are things like I mentioned, um, switching your money out of banks that support fossil fuels and into fossil fuel free banks. And same with insurance and your super funds. So those are quite big, you know, they're quite impactful actions. And then another big one is to get green power or solar panels for your home electricity and ideally not have not use natural gas if that's possible. There's a green electricity guide, for example, where you can find out what uh, companies are the greenest in terms of the electricity, they, the retailers um, that have the greenest electricity. You know, there's, there's a raft of other things that the individual household can do around saving energy and driving less or using less petrol. Probably the other two biggest actions are around air travel. So international air travel has a massive impact in emissions. So um, if you avoid flying to Europe and back, the amount of emissions you would save is the equivalent of the, all the greenhouse emissions you use in your home electricity in a year. Wow. Yeah, so you can see that air travel is a big one. So avoiding flights yeah, where possible is important. Um, and then the other big one is looking at your meat or animal product consumption. So red meat, so beef and lamb and dairy have a way, way bigger impact than all other types of food, basically. So looking at whether you can reduce how much meat you're eating. So instead of having meat, you know, every day of the week, maybe you can cut it down to twice a week or something. And some people go vegetarian or even vegan, and that's awesome, but not everyone can do that. When it comes to action on climate change, I think one of the things that I have felt most hopeless about is political change. Mm. And, of course, you do see strikes happen and... I'm wondering what your take is on that. As a working parent, I find it very difficult to participate in some of those strikes. And some parents, some parents may be concerned about taking their kids to that sort of strike action. What's your take on how we as parents can get some political change happening? Yeah, look, and to me, that's the most important question. So whilst all those actions in your personal consumption are really important and we all need to do those. It's not enough just to do that and then sort of stay quiet, if you like. So um, our group's all about helping parents to get their voice heard. And, yeah, look, strikes and protests and rallies have a a definite role and there's there's no doubt that um, the student strikes, there was a real turning point 
in the, the whole debate around climate change. So, you know, I'm, I would encourage people to go to those things, but I also think that's not enough. We, we don't want to just be doing rallies in the street and, you know, that's it. Many parents can't attend things like that. They've got, you know, a baby or work or all sorts of responsibilities that would, uh, or they don't live anywhere near, you know, a protest site. So we really um, offer many ways for parents to take action from their home or in their local community. So just to give some examples, so obviously letter writing is an obvious one. We have letter writing campaigns regularly. So our current action um, on our website is to write to the Federal Emissions Reduction and Energy Minister, Angus Taylor, and the message there is that um, most of Australia's annual greenhouse emissions in terms of our tar- their pathetic weak federal targets have already been emitted through the bushfires this year. So two-thirds of our emissions have gone up in smoke. So we need to have much stronger targets and much uh, stronger additional actions to cut emissions and draw down carbon. So, yeah, we're writing letters and also phoning. That's a really important one is to phone MPs and ministers' offices. So we're doing coordinated phone call actions. So that's probably the most common way that we do it. But this year what we're going to move into more is helping people to go and actually meet their MP and talk about it with their local member of parliament or senator, which can be a bit scary perhaps for some people. But what we've really discovered is that members of parliament, many, not all, but many have a very poor knowledge of climate change and just how bad it is and what the the science is saying. And and then the other thing is they don't realise or believe that their constituents in their electorate are really worried about it. So basically, the more they hear about it from us in any form, the better. So going and meeting your MP or phoning them or writing to them or getting on their Facebook page and leaving comments, it all makes a massive difference. And how can people get involved? Are there um, Facebook groups they can join, that kind of thing? Um, so we, yeah, we're a national group, which is why we tend to focus on the federal government in terms of our advocacy work. But of course... People in our members also um, work on pressuring their local council or the state government, so that's also really important. But yeah, we're a national group and we have a combination of national campaigns like, say, this letter writing to the Federal Energy Minister, as an example, but also we have local groups who meet face-to-face and you can either join a local group if there's one in your area. So we've got about 16 at the moment around Australia. But if you don't have one in your area, then start one. We would love you to just get a few friends together who are parents, who are worried about climate issues and start a group. And we just have um, they have a Facebook page or a Facebook group um, and then organise whatever events and gatherings that they want to do. Now, obviously, every parent will be different in how they choose to raise their children and their own approach to how they involve their kids in this topic. What have you decided to do in your home? With my child, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good question, which I, <coughs> excuse me, I've grappled with because my daughter, like she's just turned seven, she's just finished the first year of school. So she's pretty young and kids that young 
uh, I'm really wary of, of frightening her or, you know, painting the, the sort of really bleak picture that unfortunately is, you know, a major risk at the moment for her future. So, of course, I don't talk about it in that, that, those terms. Um, with young kids, you need to keep it really simple and they understand, you know, pollution. For example, my daughter understands if we drive too much, there's a lot of petrol burning, poll- making pollution, and that's, she understands that's heating up the planet and causing things like bushfires. So, yeah, a, a very basic understanding. And then I kind of leave it at that and I don't, you know, we, we mention it all, all the time. And my husband and I both work in the environmental field, so she can't avoid hearing about it but we certainly wouldn't be talking about the things like threats to food food supply in the future and I mean she knows about the bushfires that are happening in Australia but yeah we have to be careful with young kids uh, and even up to early teenage years of not frightening them and and causing anxiety. Do you bring her along to strikes like how do you find that? Yeah, I have done. I actually live, I don't live in a big city. My strike location, the nearest one is Geelong. And Geelong is a small, smaller town. So the strikes are quite peaceful and small, like maximum a thousand people. So yeah, I've taken her along and it's really nice. If there's people she knows, she has a great time. (laughs) So I think it's great to bring kids along and just simply explain that the political system in the sense that, you know, there's people in charge who were voted in by us and we have to make sure that they know what we want and that they you know they hear our voice and this is how we're making sure they hear our voice um we do encourage our members to take their kids to the rallies even in big places like melbourne and sydney but for some people that's not they're not comfortable with that that's totally fine you know it can be overwhelming for some people if you're comfortable then it's a great thing to do and we also organize parents to meet up together our members and then that's helpful as well Susie thank you so much for your time today my pleasure that's Susie Brown she's a co-founder of Australian Parents for Climate Action and we'll put links to where you can find them in the notes of this episode Feed Play Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me Siobhan Hunt I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.